All right, welcome to another episode of the New American Town Podcast. I'm Nat Ross, Mountain Bike Hall of Famer and a Bentonville, Arkansas resident. So we're coming to you live from the mountain bike capital of the world. We're in Haxton Studios today, right off the Bentonville Square. And I couldn't be more excited uh, today to welcome another mountain bike guest of ours, Jeremy McGee. Jeremy, what's going on? How are you? What's up, dude? I'm stoked. I get to chit-chat with a mountain bike Hall of Famer right now. Well, uh, I think you have a lot more relevance going on in the industry and and everything as we speak. So for those of you um, that are going to be seeing more of Jeremy McGee or would like a quick intro to you, let's just say that uh, he has a deep background in athletics and being outdoors and and pushing the elements. So, for example, um, he was one to lead a first ascent on the Bloody Kuar, and this is a major backcountry ski route um, in the east, which in the eastern Sierras is pretty epic. And uh, Jeremy did this uh, ascent uh, with his arms only and then kind of did the complete trip on his own. So he's that was one piece that's put him on the grid for the old outdoor industry and that side of things. But as far as the bike side and the industry goes there, um, in the outdoors, he's a great spokesperson for um, advocating for trail usage for folks of all abilities, of all levels, and of course, folks with uh, different types of bikes or different needs out there and we'll go into this in detail here but he's been pioneering trails for disabled athletes uh, all over the globe and 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 spent a little bit of time here in Bentonville Arkansas as well so he has his own podcast Unpavement I think you guys should start following some of that um, with me I have missed some episodes I'm sorry on that Jeremy um, and it's your YouTube series that you started it has a great following um, where you document your adventures um, and I will say that I got to be part of your adventure adventure here in Bentonville when you were here last. So tell us about your story, uh, kind of where you entered the outdoor space, and then again, how you ended up in Bentonville, Arkansas. You know, it's it's funny, actually, because uh, my family is not really outdoorsy at all. I'm the only one in my family that's active and outdoorsy. Um, so how I ended up there, I don't really know. It just seemed kind of natural. Um, growing up in San Diego, kind of everything was always outdoors, you know, skateboarding. And then, you know, I, I traded when I was, uh, I think in sixth grade, seventh grade, sixth grade, I traded my skateboard for a surfboard and, uh, started biking to the beach. We were about, uh, seven miles from the beach. So I got like surf racks and for my bike and, uh, you know, saved my allowance and started biking to the beach and that's kind of how my whole outdoors life started, you know, started surfing when I was that age. And then, uh, um, kind of went from there, uh, in college really got s- serious about surfing. Um, and then once I graduated from college, when I, in college, I started snowboarding, mm-hmm. um, and then was able to take that, um, to a semi-pro level, which was really exciting to like actually be make getting paychecks for photo incentives and things like that as a young guy um, who was just kind of a pinball bouncing around. <laughs> yeah, but the snowboard industry was booming back then, and you were in in like the yeah. peak of the excitement of being in it. Yeah, and um, I can I kind of lived with reckless abandon my entire life. My body is now feeling it now, but. Um, I wouldn't say I was ever a skilled snowboarder. I just had big balls, 
and would just launch anything, not really land it, <laughs> but you get that photo. <laughs> and uh, so I, I was doing well with that, with just launching cliffs and stuff. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I got in a motorcycle wreck in 2001 and um, almost did not live from that. And I uh, was just, just lucky to be alive, um, but um, came away from that accident um, paralyzed. Um, and from then on, it's just been like, okay, let's figure this out. I got to still be me, you know? Um, being an adaptive athlete is uh, not easy. It it's, takes a lot of work, a lot of preparation, a lot of expensive gear, um, and... Uh, like just, it's just a matter of just figuring it out and just accepting it for what it is because the alternative is to not do it. And that sucks. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? it seems to me you're doing it quite well. <laughs> like I can see you're uh, remote right now. So you're uh, out riding someplace uh, f- afar. Where's that? I uh, just landed in Sedona last night. Um, I spent the week in McDowell Mountain Regional Park um, outside of Phoenix uh, with a couple friends, um, shooting some videos, um, and, uh, decided to come here since I was close by. Um, and the challenge for me, uh, Sedona's tough riding, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as an adaptive rider, there's really nothing that I can ride solo here. Um, there's stuff that's really, really close, but there'll be one spot one freaking spot that stops me, you know, where I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to need someone to help me out. And, uh, so it's always like, I'm always like texting, calling, messaging, like, Hey, can you ride with me? Hey, can you ride with me? Hey, can you ride with me? <laughs> uh, so I got a friend to ride with me, um, this afternoon. Um, and I'm going to check out a, a Jeep road actually, which I normally don't do. Yeah. Um, everything's usually about trails, but I want to figure out something that can ride solo here. And my boy, um, here, uh, local Simon Bosman, you may have heard his name. Um, he's kind of a big deal. He thinks that, um, this Jeep road, um, Schnebly Hill, um, is, is going to be good for me. He thinks I can do it solo. So I got a friend to go out there with me so I can check it out. Um, and that's the thing as an adaptive rider, when I go somewhere trying to find somewhere I can ride solo, it's not going to be the best an area has to offer, but cannot find someone to ride with me i can at least you know go out for which is still a sick ride you know yeah apparently the views from up there are pretty amazing and the best in the area so i'm looking forward to having a beer at the top um i love that you're pushing the boundaries because you're doing it in the national forest service when you're there and there's uh that's part of like mountain biking and exploring and i know i kind of stepped on you real quick but i got the experience of uh meeting you when you were camping in kohler mountain bike preserve and starting yep. your rides from there. So what was that like? The the camping experience, the riding out of Kohler, being that close to downtown Bentonville? It's super comfortable. The trails are ridiculously fun. And I can ride them completely solo. <laughs> A lot of stuff in Bentonville. Um, like my trail choice, choices are plentiful in that area. And Kohler itself is just... I mean, just the bathrooms alone are super nice, um, super comfortable there. I'm actually going to do an extended stay at Kohler. Mm-hmm. Um, the Subi is getting retired <laughs> and I got a van and I will have it in time for the Bentonville v- bike fest in June. 
So I'll be there in June for that event with my van and doing an extended stay at Kohler. So I'm really excited about that. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, it was so nice to not have to like break down camp every day, you know, when you're traveling and you're doing dispersed camping and thing like that, things like that. It's a ton of work to like set up camp every night and break down camp every morning and, you know, drive to where you're going to go ride and then go find something, and, you know, pushing wheelchair through like rocks and dirt, you know, back and forth around the car. You know, it's not the easiest thing in the world. It gets old. Um, but a Kohler, there's a paved spot and I, I was very, very, very comfortable there and just could leave camp set up and just ride my bike straight out from camp and, and go anywhere. Love to hear it. And then your next trip yeah. out here, are you going to be visiting kind of the, like, are we looking at slaughter pin that you'll be riding yep. in? Are you going to do the masterpiece again? Yes. Your, your awesome wife, Amy, the Amy Ross gave me a, uh, a tour of the slaughter pin area last time I was there and I got a little taste and I want more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I want to, I want to explore more. I'm going to learn more. I want to about that area. I definitely want to hit the masterpiece again. I don't think I can get up on that wall. Uh, me and uh, rich drew were looking at it and it's just a little too, sketchy for my bike <laughs> and the <laughs> physics involved um but yeah i'm probably get a handful of laps in the masterpiece and definitely a ton of laps on some of those jump lines in the area um i usually like to find you know one jump somewhere um that's comfortable for me mm -hmm. you know the sun ha the sun has to be out it has to be good vibes uh, for me to to launch um but it does happen <laughs> oh I, and that's the best part about your writing is you are progressive and still pushing it it's almost like uh nothing ever happened so when i watch you ride it's it's very inspiring and if there are other adaptive riders that want to come to bentonville and ride that may not be sending it like you are or just they want to experience the flow like what where's a good place for them to start or ride as an adaptive rider in, in bentonville um you know, definitely the slaughter pin area is what I would say. Cool. Um, there, because there's so many options and, uh, you can, and you know, you can make something as gnarly or as mellow as you want, you know, um, it's, there's something for everybody. It's what 40 plus miles, right? Did I get that right? The slaughter it just pin keeps, area? keeps on increasing, but the slaughter pin area, keeps yeah, there, that, that whole zone is going to be attached to a couple more spots in the future here too. I would say that that is a good start. Um, you know, all American, all American did have a couple spots, mm -hmm. um, that could be, uh, you know, issues for some adaptive riders. Um, I was fine. I was able to figure it out, but some adaptive riders will need a spot in like two or three spots along that entire trail which that's a lot of trail yeah um so i would definitely start there and then um you know what i really loved that you can just lap and lap and lap is the wonderland area Excellent. those trails are sick i mean they're they're quickies but they're goodies and you can just lap them and lap them and lap them and get really good at them um especially the new one that's i, I should maybe they're finished with it by now um the uh, upper mad hatter those trails, oh. yeah, they put more like oh, it's spring God. break right now, so they are seeing some activity for sure, and a lot of uh, a lot of folks are uh, getting big grins going on up there. 
Um, well, I had a huge grin on that trail, man. Well, you got, I mean, Gary Vernon took you out um, and, and you yep. got to be one of the initial riders up there too. So the stoke had to be yep. high. Yeah, man. They were out there with their machines and everything and, and uh, making way for us. Uh, uh, progressive trail design. Those are the guys building that. And yeah. uh, they're all, they were all super nice and accommodating and let us test it out. It was, dude, it was, it was great. Well, I, I love the fact there's, I think about r- around nine or so trail building crews on the ground here. And I love the fact that a lot of them are uh, building so that adaptive riders uh, like yourself can have the experience of going out and just uh, exploring the, the raw Arkansas terrain here. What did you do off the bike? What did you like in Bentonville when you were um, not riding? Hanging out at Meteor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did that a couple of times. That place is rad. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get food or coffee you rebuilt your suspension there too while you were at it (laughs) yes that happened (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we got some shocks overnighted because my shocks realized my shocks are blown out got them overnighted um shout out to jensen usa that just overnight shipping super fast from california to arkansas had them even faster than we thought um the boys at Meteor helped switch them out and got me riding. But yeah, while we we're working at it, I was able to uh, get work done with the very good Wi-Fi there and uh, good food, good coffee, good people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that was a cool spot. Um, also went to uh, Blake Street House. Is yeah, that, did yeah. I get the name right? Yeah, yeah. Blake Street House was nice. Uh, had dinner there. Uh, that. That was a good place. Uh, cruising around downtown with all the lights was super nice. Yeah. Um, um, had beers at your house. <laughs> a mandatory. Uh, and, and I see mandatory. you Nevada right now. Like uh, you're rocking it like in style. Oh, yeah. My hat. Forgot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sierra Nevada. They take care of me. They're good people. Gotta love it. You got, you got a lot of support out there and I can't wait till you get more adaptive riders kind of showing the way um, next time you're in town. But for people to follow you on social media, where can they find your YouTube? Um, how do they follow your podcast? Where do they join Instagram? How do they follow you? Um, I am at JP McGee on everything. J-P-M-C-G-H-E-E. JP McGee. Um, the podcast is is new and still, you know, in the works. I only have a half a dozen episodes up. Um, that is going to get better. Um, the main two spots are my YouTube channel, um, which is the Unpavement with Jeremy P. McGee. Um, that that's probably number one, and my Instagram too. Those are the two main spots. Um, but websites theunpavement.org jeremymcgee.com and then uh, i'm actually a u.s dealer for the bikes that i ride they're made in poland um and if anybody's interested in the bikes that's jpmprosales.com and i am getting i ju- i've got my demo bikes on order All right. i get them in june i'm having them delivered to bentonville um so i will have demo bikes at my booth space at the bike fest you will and so can you anybody yeah can you share with us like what type of disabilities um somebody may want to go explore because f- some people just check it off and they stop riding bikes but you might have a, a way for them to go explore on a bike again absolutely we have a few different models um my bike 
is more for like, uh, you know, lower level spinal cord injuries with some trunk control and full upper body control, Mm -hmm. but not everybody has that. We have, um, another bike that is full suspension still with a power assist. Um, and it's an upright seated position, um, seated upright with your legs in front of you. Mine, I'm kind of on my knees with my feet behind me, um, kind of in a forward, more aggressive position, but the upright bike, um, also, um, can come with, uh, what we call our quadriplegic setup. Uh, which is amazing that quadriplegics can Absolutely. go jump out, jump off rocks too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that involves some like carbon custom carbon, uh, quad handles. Cause not quadriplegics, you know, have minimal use of their hands. And so they strap into the handle. They got a power assist and there's an elbow shifter and elbow brake. Insane. Is- so people can check these out and you might have a couple demo bikes when you're in town next. Oh, I will have the demo bike. So and they're, I've made the manufacturer promise to have them to be in time for the bike fest. I'm probably going to be scrambling to get them all assembled and put together um, in time to have them. But anybody can come try them, disability or not, even if you're just curious and want to jump in one and, and see what it's like. Um, I'll have them there and um, I'll, be, I'll have a group ride scheduled so people can go ride with me. Um, and then... Um, I'll have a keynote so people can come hear about the the trail rating system and okay. adaptive riding. And then I'll probably be booking like personal demos for like the week or so after the the bike fest. So people can schedule a time to go out on a trail with me in one of those bikes. This is fantastic. You're bringing some great stuff to the area. So I want to thank um, for sure, Jeremy, uh, for taking the time today to join this podcast. Um, and especially the fact that you already know Bentonville and you're coming back to Bentonville. Um, so we're excited to have you back real soon. Um, as a reminder for everybody out there, you can catch this new American town episode and all the other great podcast episodes on streaming channels, just by going to visit Bentonville.com. And you can also follow Visit Bentonville or Bike Bentonville on Facebook and Instagram and check it out on Twitter, YouTube, or even those of you go-getters of LinkedIn. Um, we have many exciting plans this year in the mountain bike capital of the world. Jeremy's included in a lot of them. So if you're a family out there, plan your trip. And folks, look forward to seeing you soon.